Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. On today's first ever episode of The Sleep Sessions, we'll be talking to Jen about her experience with bonding with her baby, breastfeeding, and finding a balance in her new role as a mom. Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Can you start by telling listeners a little bit about you and your family? Uh, Sure. So um, my name's Jen, and my husband Jason and I have been married for about four and a half years now, and we are parents to a beautiful nine-and-a-half-month-old daughter, Julia, and she was born on April 18th. And we are both full-time music teachers. And Julia goes to a daycare facility five days a week. And um, something really exciting, Jason just took a paternity leave during the entire month of January and stayed home with Julia. So currently, um, we are a week back into our routine, and we're trying to get back in the swing of things. That's so awesome that he was able to do that. Yeah. So let's start from the first couple of weeks after coming home with Julia. What was that like for you guys? Oh my gosh. So like most new moms out there, I think that the first time and the first few weeks at home were just a huge blur. And to be honest, prior to giving birth, I was really scared of being a mom. And I remember sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, I know I want nothing more in the world to be a mom, but I began to question like, hey, what if I suck at this? What if I don't like this new life? How am I really going to know what to do? And these real deep questions made me freak out. It was very, very overwhelming um, in the months leading up to giving birth. And, um, you know, in the beginning, I think Jason and I both had some baby blues and a little bit of trouble bonding with her. And I remember thinking like, as soon as she was born, like everyone around me is so excited. Like, can you believe she's yours? And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling right now. I just feel overwhelmed and I'm unsure. Like, I know I'm supposed to be happy. I am happy, but everyone is telling me I'm happy. And I wasn't feeling necessarily happy. I was feeling, you know, overwhelmed. That's a good word. (laughs) And, um, I really couldn't have functioned. We couldn't have functioned without the help of family and and friends just volunteering and helping out, bringing us dinner and staying. And my mother-in-law stayed over several nights and um, allowed us to get some sleep in the beginning, which is so, so appreciated. And she stayed at the floor, um, on the floor of Julia's nursery and like tended to her in between feedings and kind of comforted her, allowed us to get some sleep and I was nursing, so it was a big commitment. And, you know, every every two hours, or if, if not less than that. Um, and that was a true godsend. And, you know, through all that, I can't help but think that we had trouble bonding with her at the beginning because I felt as though when I wasn't feeding her, I handed her to someone else, a grandparent and aunt and uncle, or she was sleeping. So there was really not a lot of in-between time because we did have so much help. 
So I just felt like it was my job to feed her. And, and that was it. Like I was good for nothing else at that point. Um, so that was a little bit overwhelming as well. And we were, you know, forever grateful for all that extra help, but those were always thoughts that were lingering in the back of my mind. Um, and like many moms out there, I can, uh, I can assure, I started to get snippy with my husband when, you know, he didn't wake up as much as I had to, or didn't hear her crying. And I said, oh my gosh, how can you not hear her crying? She's right there. And it was, you know, frustrating. And, you know, I had to get up and he got to sleep and then he would be up and, but not have to feed her. So it was just one of those things. And uh, with nursing her, um, you know, huge commitment, but I spent the majority of my days pretty much camped out on the couch, um, tending to her every need. And thankfully I had a wonderful lactation consultant who was um, an alumni band parent of my husband's program. I didn't even realize she worked at the hospital we delivered at, but lo and behold, and she walked and she spent about two hours with me between two days, um, just really working. And she, uh, she really, really helped boost my confidence as a new mom and a new nursing mom and got me, you know, set up with some nipple shields and, um, you know, cause you go in feeling like, Hey, I, think I'm gonna nurse I don't know we'll see what happens and I think a lot of moms go in with that mentality and that's how I was too and um it just felt really unnatural in the beginning and um one thing I can definitely recommend for new uh, moms out there or nursing moms and I still use it to this day um when I nurse Julia in the morning and before um before sleep is the my breast friend nursing pillow and that was a big game changer um, basically it latches around your waist and you can walk around the house wearing the nursing pillow. And, um, especially in the beginning when all you do is feed the baby. But, um, if you have to get up and like do something, you can just keep the pillow around your waist or, if you know, the baby needs a diaper change in the middle of eating, which, you know, of course the most op inopportune time you can <laughs> weirdly, um, waddle, up the stairs with your nursing pillow on around your waist and, um, and change the baby and whatever. But it was a big, big lifesaver for me. So. Yeah. That sounds like a huge help. Yeah. I recommend it. Um, so I didn't really feel comfortable leaving the house with Julie in the beginning and some days, honestly, even now, because, you know, still a new mom here. Um, it's sometimes a lot. And I'm the type of person who likes to know what's coming next, the plan, the step-by-step. -step. And I know I have to get over that, um, being, being a mom, but so a little backstory, I mentioned we were both music teachers. And so, you know, we've been teaching in the same school district for, this is our ninth year teaching in the same school district together. So We've been doing musical activities together for quite some time, and we taught marching band together for many years. We met initially um, doing drum and bugle corps together, which is basically professional marching band, for those of you who are unsure. And, you know, in the evenings, I would tag along to many of his rehearsals and helped out with the kids in any way I could. And I played, and I we just hung out, and we'd have dinner together, 
you know, in his band room and stuff like that. And then suddenly I was home with baby Julia all alone and waiting for him to get home from late rehearsals and football games and what have you. And, you know, I got lonely and I struggled with that and I still do. And he's at a rehearsal right now, you know, and it'll probably be a struggle for a while with a young family. And especially in the fall when literally, you know, 12 to 14 hours on a Saturday, he's gone. And, you know, it's really tough. My gosh, that was a challenge for the first six months. And like I said, it currently is, but I have learned to find ways to entertain myself. And um, I do enjoy my me time, you know, a good book. I binge a show that he's not interested in or just enjoy quiet time by myself. And I've learned to appreciate that. So I guess around six weeks to two months in and around there, we sort of came up with a nighttime routine. I went to bed and I still kind of do around nine. And uh, Jason would stay down in the living room with Julia where she often did her first stretch of night sleep. And at that point, I think we were borrowing a doc, a, a doc from a family friend and just to see how it worked. And we kept it like in the corner of the couch and um, it was nice and cozy and she, she dug that for a little while and I fed her around midnight. He'd bring her upstairs and depending on the night, you know, she was either ready to go to sleep more or insatiable <laughs> babies. Am I right? <laughs> and, um, so he gave her a bottle around midnight or I nursed her. And if we were lucky, maybe she would sleep till five thirty in the morning and we would call that a successful night, you know, um, we knew we had to start establishing a more set routine, but we were a little unsure of where to start. So cut to, ta-da, I was gifted this magical book called Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child. And um, I, we haven't looked back since. And I started reading this book over the summer and it really got me thinking. So we made the choice to... Um, transition transition Julia out of our pack and play out of her pack and play in our room um, when she was 10 weeks old and that's pretty shocking for some people but as a family in the same room like it, it just wasn't working like we like to fall asleep the tv on or you know speak at at a reasonable volume when we're in our room and we felt like we were tiptoeing and walking on eggshells around the baby and it just wasn't working. So at 10 weeks, we moved her out. And the book taught us how to look for her tired cues and the importance of her daytime sleep. So um, basically, after two hours of being awake, and it's still true to this day, she's pretty much ready to sleep again. And it's crazy. You watch her demeanor change. She rubs her eyes. She yawns. It's crazy. So... You know, I remember the very first night she slept in her crib for, like, a stretch of five hours. And we were like, yes, victory. Now what? And then, you know, after two to three weeks of, of like, a 7.30 bedtime, and that was just, like, throwing a dart. We were like, okay, um, let's try 7.30. Let's just call that bedtime, and we'll see what happens. And... To be honest, yeah, she she cried. She cried for like 
20 to 30 minutes and then she fell asleep. But then sometimes she would fall asleep and then wake up and cry more. And we just had to be resilient with it. And it was really, really hard. And I remember eating dinner with her on the monitor screaming in the background and I was crying and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And my husband was like, it's okay. We got this. How did you put boundaries around it? Did you, you know, say, okay, this is going to be our time frame. If she doesn't stop crying between now and then we're going to go get her or how did that work? You know, we did, we had a little method like, okay, if she's crying for X amount of minutes, we would go up and soothe her once, but not pick her up and, you know, maybe put our hand on her and shush her. And maybe we did that like twice, three times max after certain minutes, but you know what? Usually she fell asleep and we didn't have to do it more than twice. So eventually she stopped waking for her 3 a.m. feeding altogether And we were pretty much absolutely floored because she was three months old and she was sleeping through the night completely. And after a little trial and error, we moved her bedtime earlier and earlier according to her needs. And um, she actually goes to bed now around six. And it's, it's pretty shocking for a lot of people. So then I went back to work at the beginning of the school year, so in September, and uh, Julia started daycare at four months old, and um, she's at a really great facility. I absolutely love her teachers, and she's so well taken care of. We had about like a, a bit of bad luck with her health in the in the little bit at the beginning. Um, we had our first fever around six months old, and it lasted an entire week. Um, so that kind of threw us for a loop because it was her first one, and we were all on edge and like, oh my gosh. Um, but of course it's normal for babies of that age. So we, another thing that kind of traumatized us all was we, uh, we had to take her for blood work at the end of that week, because I guess it was a procedure like after five days, you have to take them for blood work and it's so hard. Um, it was so awful. Like three people had to hold her down and it was just like really hard to watch. But anyway, Some other things in that time is we really delved into eating solid food and purees and we're really learning how to eat and she's really excited by food and she continues to be. So that was really exciting for us at that point. Um, I guess just before Christmas time, um, she had another little fever and then got what's called a roseola rash all over her body from the fever. And then was really congested. So then we had nebulizer treatments to give her. Um, And then an ear infection on top of that on Christmas Eve. And then also we came home on uh, from my family in Pennsylvania on Christmas or um, the day after Christmas to find out that our furnace broke and we couldn't have heat. So we couldn't sleep at home for another four days until our furnace got replaced. So that threw a monkey wrench and everything. With Just what you need. Baby. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't sleep at home for a whole week around Christmas with the sick baby. So, <laughs> um, and then, as I mentioned before, um, 
Julia got to stay home with her daddy for a whole month, the whole month of January. And it allowed her to get healthy and kind of boost her immune system a little bit. And I'm really so, so proud of him for having the opportunity to take that time to bond with her. And um, I think all dads need to do that because it's so, so important, like at some point. Um, And he took her out and about in the world and went out to lunch and they had little dates and went to the library for story time. And it was just really, really sweet to see them um, interact together. So encourage your husbands, ladies. It's awesome. Um, And I am really jealous that he got to spend time with her at this point in her life. You know, when I was home with her, it was a very, very different situation, as we know. Right. Do you think that having Julia impacted any of the relationships in your life, whether it be with Jason or with friends or family? Well, overall, having the new baby has definitely strengthened our relationship as a couple. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, you do get snippy. You do get a little, you know, resentful at times because you know, you feel like you're taking on the brunt of the feedings and this and that, especially when, you know, dad goes back to work and you're kind of those first few weeks just there alone. And, you know, it's easy to fall into that rut, but, you know, we just work so well as a team together and always have, and we, when one of us is down, we bring the other up. And, um, Now that I know how independent he can be with Julia, I can trust that he can handle anything with her. And with the exception of really poopy diapers that he still pawns off on me when I'm home, um, of course. Um, As far as relationships with our friends, um, we have to remember that we need adult time out with friends too. Like we get so wrapped up in our mom and dad lives and our work lives that we forget like, hey, We can go out after work for a glass of wine as long as Julia is covered. Making sure you make those times and making sure that you have time to go on a date night every month or twice a month and just making sure you have that time for you and your spouse. Um, Also, I think my sister and I have become a lot closer over the course of this experience and we talk a lot more because of Julia and we're constantly FaceTiming family, and we talk to my parents now almost every day, whereas maybe we'd go much longer in between speaking in the past, so that was nice, too. And, um, yeah. That's awesome. So how are things going for you now that Julia's back at daycare? Well, um, we're still sleeping at night like a champ, um, but naps have started to become a struggle, and uh common problem, I'm sure, for many moms out there. But we have a tendency to nap really, really horribly at daycare. And I am currently in this struggle, <laughs> like, to the day. But um, she naps amazingly at home, and she really, really loves her environment with her crib and the dark room and the white noise. And it's just kind of one of those things. Um, the other day she napped for a whopping 20 minutes the entire day. I don't know how she was still laughing before bedtime and functioning. And two days last week, 
zero hours of napping at daycare and the poor her poor teachers were like trying to do everything for her and she just wasn't having it I think she has fear of missing out because she just really likes playing (laughs) but um yeah it's a struggle she comes home exhausted because she's just she loves sleeping and she can't for whatever reason there as well but honestly, much of the same routine we established back in June and July are still going pretty strong. And Julia's bedtime has been around six o'clock for several months now. And yeah, that time may be shocking to you guys, but it's truly when she asks to go to bed and you watch her rub her eyes and get fussy and you just know it's time. And as a family, we've definitely had to make some sacrifices to make sure Julia's in bed on time. And, you know... She sleeps miraculously until 6.15 the next morning when I kind of slowly wake her up. And she's usually stirring by that point, but to get our morning routine started. And that's a whole other thing with, you know, us learning how to do our morning routine to get out the door on time every morning. Took some practice as well. Um, Yeah, and she doesn't wake up in the middle of the night. And it's absolutely insane. And, of course, knock on wood, because, mind you, she has zero teeth cutting through. We're not teething yet. Um, She is on the verge, but nothing's cutting through. And she's almost 10 months, so we're waiting for those first couple of teeth with bitted breath. Um, So we'll see how things change at that point. But um, as for now... It's really nice. We have much of our evenings to ourselves. I still tend to go to sleep around 9, 9.30 um, because I still wake to pump at 12.30 and I hate it. I hate waking up to pump. It sucks so much. But um, my sleep is still interrupted even though Julie's isn't. So I usually try and get like a three hour stretch before my alarm wakes me up and I you know, zombie-like, come downstairs, hook up the pump for 20 minutes, and then deal with that. But, you know, I am scared to stop that pump to, you know, for fear that I'm not going to produce enough for the next day. And this was a big step for me. I finally opened my first container of formula last week to begin supplementing, even though, um, you know, if I don't have enough ounces and, you know, she needs more than I can produce. And I finally, like, that pressure I put on myself to produce like suddenly fizzled away and faded because, you know, us, us moms, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I used to get really upset and think that something was wrong with me because, oh my gosh, why am I making not enough milk for her today? Like, you know, it's just, it was one of those things that I was struggling with. Um, So to supplement and the fact that I've accepted that, Um, is huge and I consider that a victory in my book definitely have you faced any other similar milestones along the way so um one of the first little milestones that I think I researched and noticed was when she was really really little I'm talking like you know under two months old you know babies make a lot of different sounds and I did some research and like learning what like their little sounds they actually mean something and I was like oh my god so like when they go nah nah it means they're hungry who knew 
And it's true. Um, if they're going like, heh, um, they have gas or they're uncomfortable with something. Or another one was like, eh, like they need to be burped. And just those three, there's a couple other ones, but like just those main three, like changed my life in the beginning. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's hungry. I see it. I hear it now. Oh my gosh, she needs to be burped. Like it totally got the ball rolling. Um, the other big milestone was when we initially started noticing her tired cues and those two hour wake windows, according to the book and the importance of a nighttime routine and having that dark room with the white noise on our Alexa and a sleep sack and having a bath. And it's just like the ritual, like her nighttime routine is ritual. And that's really, really huge. I had no idea about the different sounds and how they all meant something different. Yeah. I, I found, um, a video on, uh, online and it was really interesting. And I was like, I was floored. I was like, this makes so much sense. I hear it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it does make sense. Um, well, do you have any other fun tips or anything else you'd like to share or any resources that really helped you? Yeah. So, um, first of all, uh, it's okay to feel overwhelmed with all of this. Like it's okay if you feel a lot of the same things as me and us as moms need to support each other in that. I think, um, it's okay. You are doing your best. You are doing your best and you are a rock star. You are a superwoman. Um, keep telling yourself that because you don't hear it enough. Um, it's okay if your house isn't vacuumed every day. It's okay if you're living in disarray. Like you're you're not being judged by you're the only person who is judging you is yourself. And accept help and listen to your spouse or a family member when they say take a break. Because I find myself like zipping around and doing everything like oh my gosh I need to do her laundry or I need to fold her laundry or I need to get her food ready or I need to wash her bottles and oh I have to get my schoolwork done and I can't I can never sit and Jason is like okay sit take a break let's do something else and I said okay so accept help um and something that also changed my life as a pumping mom, pumping working mom has been um, the Free Me Independence Pump. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, but um, it's my secondary pump. I have a Spectra that I kind of still use overnight and, you know, on the weekends. But this is, this pump is like the size of, I don't know, the circumference of a coffee mug and is completely wireless it's rechargeable and the cups that the milk is collected in fit inside of your nursing bra so I can walk around my classroom and get ready for my day of teaching um, while I'm pumping I can drive home from school and pump and I swear if I didn't have that I wouldn't have been as successful at it as I've, I've been, I wouldn't have stuck with it. It would have been impossible. So I owe it all to that pump, truly. Um, uh, and Jen, what was what was the name of that pump again? Oh, I think it might have. 
the um, Free Me Independence Pump. Awesome. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having the freedom to pump while driving, even, you know, and be discreet, like, you fit everything under your shirt, like, other than looking a little extra busty, like, you can't even tell, especially if you use, like, a, a scarf or something. So you can walk around pretty much anywhere and, and pump, and it's it's liberating, and it's, it's really cool. Um, and just some extra resources that have really helped me on my journey um, during pregnancy and during postpartum have been, I follow um, a girl by the name, um, her name's Heather, but she goes by the Gingy Pants on Instagram and YouTube. She has a lot of videos and also Olivia Zappo has been great on YouTube and Instagram, just posting um, updates. I believe both of them are now pregnant with number two. So you can see kind of like toddler life um, from their first. And then, you know, they got pregnant pretty quickly with number two. So now you see like their pregnancy journey as well. And of course, the book I mentioned earlier, Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child by Mark Weisbluth. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at, at the sleep sessions.